during World War II, the Nazi Germans launched what they called the Blitz on the United Kingdom. And it was really centered there on the city of London, the largest population center in the country. And it was an aerial assault on the city. Uh, These uh, Nazi planes were flying over London and dropping bombs all over buildings and residential areas. And it was a, a terrifying time for the citizens of London during this t- part of World War II. In fact, the United Great Kingdom's government put up signs that have become very popular all over the city that said, keep calm and carry on. Uh, they were trying to, to ensure the people and to instill hope and, and strength into the people. But there's a story from this time of the Blitz that goes like this. There was a, a father and son that were in a building that had been bombed. And they were escaping out of the building and, and running from the building as it was in flames and there was smoke and all sorts of things that were going on. And they were trying to find a place to hide. And so as they got outside, there was a, a big hole in the ground where, a, where uh, a shell had gone off and, and the father jumped down into the hole in the ground uh, to, to hide. And he called back up to his son and he says to the son, jump down to me you know, come down. And the son yells down to his father. He says, I, I can't see you. There's, I mean, there's smoke, there's fire and everything down there. He says, I can't see you. And the father is looking up at the son. He can see his silhouette there against the, the backdrop of the fire and, and everything. And he says, but I can see you. He says, jump to me. And because the little boy trusted his father, he jumped into an unknown situation into something that he couldn't see. And they were able to, to find safety there in that moment. But this is exactly how faith works. It's trusting our heavenly father, even when we can't see. And in our passage today, Jesus is teaching us, in fact, that we can move mountains if we have faith in him. Today we're going to continue our series called On the Mountains, and we've been doing this since right before Easter, and we've been looking at these various mountaintop experiences in Jesus' life and ministry, and today we come to this passage where Jesus is talking about mountains in a very significant way when it comes to uh, our faith. And so if you have your Bibles open this morning, and I ask that you stand with me in honor of God's word if you are able Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 17, in verse 14. The word of God says, When they reached the crowd, a man approached and knelt down before him. Lord, he said, have mercy on my son, because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Jesus replied, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And from that moment, the boy was healed. Then the disciples approached Jesus privately and said, why couldn't we drive it out? Because of your little faith, he told them. For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will tell this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. 
nothing will be impossible for you. Thank you, you may be seated. Today as we study this passage, I want us to examine a faith that can move mountains. And the first thing that we see in our passage is the object of your faith. And the object of your faith matters. Listen to what is said in verse 16. This man says to Jesus, I brought him, his son, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. Now remember that Jesus was with Peter, James, and John right before this passage, in this passage that we studied last week. Jesus was with Peter, James, and John on the Mount of Transfiguration, and Jesus was glorified in front of them. It was this literally a mountaintop experience for them. Uh, As Jesus was wider than any uh, garment could ever be wide, and they saw him in his holiness and his glory. Meanwhile, the other nine disciples are approached by this desperate father. And he's, he's coming to them at the end of his rope with his circumstances. He's coming to them desperate. In fact, listen to what's going on in verse 15 when he speaks to Jesus. He says, Lord, have mercy on my son because he has seizures and suffers terribly. He often falls into the fire and often into the water. I mean, can you imagine if this was your son? I mean, think about what it's like at this man's house. I mean, he has to watch this boy constantly because he often has these seizures, this physical ailment that's causing him to fall into the fire, causing him to fall into the water and perhaps drown. I mean, this is, this is a nightmare that this man is living in. And he's, he needs help. He's searching for answers here. And many people are just like this man. You're desperate. You need help in your life. You know that you need help. You you know that you need a change. You know that whatever it is that you're doing now isn't working. And you've been fighting and you've been fighting and you've been looking for answers. And I'm here to tell you today that the answer that you seek is Jesus. And that you can move mountains if Jesus is the object of your faith. Now, the disciples, they thought that they could handle this one on their own. The nine did. After all, I mean, they had seen Jesus do miracles like this before. They had seen Jesus cast demons out of people. They had seen him do all these things. They said, surely we could take care of of just this one. And so their faith was, was in their own strength. Their faith was in their own power. Their faith was in their own ability. We can handle this one. The man says, I I brought him to your disciples and they couldn't do anything. Where did this get them? It got them nowhere. I'm here to tell you this morning that I I can't heal anybody. I can't answer your prayers. I can't save anybody and neither can you. But Jesus can. So the, the the place that you turn to when you don't know what to do That's where your faith really lies. When everything is going wrong, where do you turn? Because that's the thing that you really trust. That's the thing that you really have your hope in. That's the thing that you're really seeking peace or seeking comfort from. 
Are you turning to the bottle to cope when things aren't working out? Are you turning to drugs to to mask the pain? Are you trying to to do it yourself? Are you looking for celebrities or or personalities or, or politicians? You see, the object of your faith matters. Faith in just anything is, is worthless. Like I, I can have faith that this seat right here is a, is a sturdy seat. And that I believe in this seat. I think it's a good seat. And if I sit in it, it's going to hold up all of my weight. And I believe that it can. And so I can, I can put my faith. You realize you do this every time you sit down. You're putting your faith in a chair, right? Some of these chairs don't deserve your faith, okay? But I, I believe in this seat, and I believe that I can sit down in it, and it will, that's good faith. It held my, held my weight. But I could also say to you this morning, I believe in my jumping ability, and I believe that if I jumped really high, I could jump up and touch the ceiling here in this sanctuary. And I, I believe, I think I have a really good jumping ability. Well, let me... Let me stretch out a little bit. All right, you ready? Raise your hand if you think I'm about to go touch the ceiling. Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. All right, here we go. You see, it doesn't matter how much I believe I was never going to touch the ceiling in this sanctuary, was I? Because my jumping ability isn't faithful. (laughs) And the same is true in regard to our salvation. I mean, I can, I can muster up more faith. I can say it over and over again. I can say I believe, but it really doesn't matter because my jumping ability isn't going to get me there. And you can have all of the faith in the world and other religions to save you. You can have all of the faith in the world and other teachers to save you, but it doesn't matter how much faith you have because those other ways aren't faithful. Only Jesus can save you. Isaac Watts said, I believe the promises of God enough to venture an eternity on them. And so faith in anything or or anyone other than Jesus is worthless no matter how much you believe. In fact, one commentator says everyone who is saved must believe, but it's the power of Christ that saves, not the power of faith. Faith is only the instrument. It's not the power itself. And so you can move mountains if Jesus is the object of your faith. And when you place your faith in Jesus, you realize that he really is faithful, that he's powerful, that he's steadfast, that he's capable, that he's trustworthy, and that you can trust him even when you don't understand. You can trust him even when you don't see. I mean, that's what faith is. Oswald Chambers said, faith never knows where it's being led but it loves and knows the one who is leading. So you can have faith because not only is God faithful, but he's good and he loves you and he cares for you. And you can place your faith in a God like that. And you can move mountains if Jesus is the object of your faith. 
The second thing that we see in this passage is the expression of your faith. Jesus heals the boy, and the disciples are befuddled. In verse 19, they come to him privately, probably because they were embarrassed. They come to him privately, and they say, why couldn't we drive it out? <laughs> they say, what's the problem here, Jesus? I mean, what, did we not say the right words? I mean, what did we, what, why couldn't we do this? And Jesus says in verse 17, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him here to me. You can hear the frustration, right? In Jesus, in Jesus' voice. How long? What's it gonna take for you to understand, to get this? And his, his initial response to this man coming to him shows us where the problem lies. He, he calls them unbelieving, that they, they really didn't believe. And the Greek word that he uses there is the word apistos, which comes from the same root word as pistis, which is the word faith in the Greek New Testament. And so he's saying to them that they are a faithless and perverse generation. He says that they're lacking faith, they're unbelieving. In fact, when he answers their question in verse 20, he says, it's because of your little faith. For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'll tell this mountain, move from here to there and it'll move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And so Jesus' indictment of them was concerning the expression of these disciples' faith. He called it their little faith. And indeed, it must have been extremely small. <laughs> because right after that, he says, if you would have faith just the size of a mustard seed, then you could move mountains with it. And so if faith the size of a mustard seed can move mountains, then how small was their faith? I mean, this is just a reminder to us, a picture here. This is how big a mustard seed is. This is a mustard seed. And so if, if just this much faith and belief and trust in God can move mountains. What do you think that outrageous faith could do? What do you think that God would do with a person who really believed in him with all of their heart and soul and mind and strength? What do you think that God would do in a person's life who trusted him like that? See, the problem is that we try to, to whitewash all this. We try, to, we try to water it all down and make excuses and say, oh, I mean, yeah, you can move mountains. He really means you can move a mountain. That's what he means. <laughs> he really means that he can heal you of sickness. He really means that he can save you from the pits of hell. He really means it. We need to quit making excuses. We need to quit tempering it down. I can remember talking with a guy one time and he was trying to explain away some weird way about how you can move a mountain without moving a mountain. And I'm like, he really means moving mountains. That's the whole point of the story. It makes no sense to have faith in a mountain that can move if it really isn't moving. God is a God of miracles. 
He is a God who is all powerful, who spoke the world into existence. This is the God that we are worshiping. It's not some, it's not some neutered, powerless God. He says that you can move mountains when you express your faith in Jesus. I think the disciples were probably doing what many of us often do, is that we basically live our lives like we normally would with a little Jesus sprinkled on top of it. And if you just remove Jesus from the equation, your life really wouldn't look a lot different than it does right now. How much of your life really would change? But as followers of Jesus, we are told to walk by faith and not by sight. But much of what we do is walking by sight. If we don't see around the bend, then we're not going to move. <laughs> if we don't know how everything is going to work out, then we're going to hesitate. But the Christian life truly is about trusting God. It's about God telling Abram, I want you to move your family to a place that I'll tell you about. It's about following him no matter what. Now this week at, at children's camp, they were doing these uh, sort of gr team challenges, group building exercises. And so they put the children in these two teams and they're working through this thing and they told all of us adult chaperones that we had to be off to the side and we couldn't tell them anything. Like we couldn't help them, we couldn't say anything to them, we couldn't, couldn't do anything. And let me tell you, that was hard. It was frustrating. As I'm watching these kids like toiling and trying to figure this out, I'm like, I'm sitting there in my mind, if you just do this, 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 you would win. That's how, that's how my mind works. I'm like, I'm about to try to, we're gonna destroy the other team. If I can just tell you three things, we're gonna win, right? But you couldn't say anything. You had to sit there and just let them try to work through it. But here's the deal. God can help and he wants to help. I mean, can you imagine Jesus here, the all-powerful king of creation, just sitting there watching them? That's why he's frustrated, saying, how long must I put up with you? How long do I have to be here with you? He's just saying, come to me, ask me, I'm here. But they didn't. They were faithless. The same is true for you and for me. How many times do you think that God is, is looking down from heaven, watching as we try to do it all on our own? And we make a big mess of everything. And he's just saying, just come to me. Ask me. I'm here. But we don't live day to day in faith, trusting God in all things. Just do a, a real quick search through the scriptures. How many times do we see Jesus respond to a person's faith? Matthew 9, verse 22, the woman with the blood issue comes to Jesus and he turns to her and he sees her and he says, have courage, daughter, your faith has saved you. And the woman was made well from that moment. In Luke 17, verse 19, there was the one leper that returned out of the 10 and Jesus tells him, get up, go on your way, your faith has saved you. In Luke chapter 18, verse 42, blind Bartimaeus, Jesus says to him, receive your sight, your faith has saved you. In Luke chapter seven and verse 50, the woman who anointed Jesus with oil, he says to the woman, your faith, 
Faith has saved you. Go in peace. This isn't complicated. But the opposite is also true. In Matthew 13, verse 58, Jesus went to his hometown and it says he did not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. So what do you think this means for you? Do you think that exercising faith in Jesus really matters? I mean, many of those situations that we just named off, those were some dire circumstances. Those individuals were not going to be well. (laughs) They were not going to see a change. They were not going to be saved unless Jesus did something. But Jesus specializes in making the impossible possible. Jesus can move mountains. And you can move mountains when you express your faith in Jesus. Or he can not do much in your life because of your unbelief. What's going to be your story? Maybe today there are people in this room or people that are watching online and you're looking for hope. You're looking for help. Maybe you've been searching in many different places, but I'm telling you today that the object of your faith matters. Today, you need to place your faith in the only one who can save you. Trust in Jesus to forgive you of your sins, to cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and to make you new today. You have a mountain of sin in your life, but Jesus can move mountains. And so in a minute, we're going to have a time of response, and we're going to stand, and we're going to sing, and they're going to be leaders across the back. And if this is a decision that you need to make in your heart, then I want to encourage you to step out and to go and to speak to one of them and to let them know that you want to, to call on Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to, to forgive you today. If you're online and you're watching, you can grab your phone and you can text the word DECIDE to 865-234-3241. Let us know about this decision that you want to make in your heart today. If you're in the room, you can do that as well. Christians today, as we think about this passage of scripture, we've realized that the expression of our faith matters. As I said from the very beginning of our service today, I don't know all that you're facing in your life right now, but God does. And he loves nothing more than for you to trust him with it. And you may be saying, but I can't see you, but I can't see you. And he's saying back, but I can see you. Just trust me. And so maybe there are things that you need to trust him with and you want to pray here at this altar, pray there at your seat. But however God is speaking to your heart right now, this is the time for us to be doers of this word and not just hearers only. Let's stand with every head bowed and every eye closed. God, we thank you for your word today, for the challenge that you have put before us. And God, we're we're thankful that you are, Lord, a strong, powerful God that can move mountains. God, we realize that we can't do this, but Lord, our hope is in you, our trust is in you, our faith is in you. And so God, I pray that as your people, that we would lay these burdens down at your feet, Lord, that we would walk by faith and not by sight, that we would be a people, Lord, who have extraordinary faith. And God, for those who might be here this morning that don't know you as Lord and Savior, that haven't put their faith in you yet, 
to save them of their sins. I pray that today would be the day that they would trust in you and that they would be forgiven and that they would be born again through the power of Jesus Christ in whose name we pray, amen.